Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is the Muslim Experience Podcast and I'm your host Farooq. So today inshallah I want to talk about what it means to be a Muslim in this day and age and just go through a few of my personal struggles and just to give you some sort of insight as to what it means to be a Muslim. So this podcast, when it was launched, it was to give everyone who listens to it the experience of what it means to be a Muslim. Hence the name, The Muslim Experience. And I think it's very important to emphasize that whatever we set out to do, especially if it's a new goal or a new objective, we should always check our intentions. Like, who are we doing it for? If we're doing it purely for ourselves, or fame, fortune, then I don't believe that's the right intention. We're told in Islam about niyyah, which is the intention. And it is very important that whatever we do, it is purely to seek the pleasure of Allah. We want Allah to be happy with us and we must strive in our daily lives to somewhat achieve that or at least try to achieve that. Now of course we don't have any sort of guarantee whether Allah is pleased with us or not in the things that we do but there are certain things that we know through the teachings of the Qur'an as well as the Sunnah that allow us to do these actions and bring them into our lives and that way we could try to attain the pleasure of Allah. An example of this is in Surah Al-Bayyinah chapter 98 verse number 8 They reward with Allah will be gardens of perpetual residence, beneath which rivers flow, wherein they will abide forever, Allah being pleased with them and they with him. That is for whoever has feared his Lord. So as long as we fulfill the purpose of this life, which is to worship Allah alone and not associate partners with him, we are on that path of seeking Allah's pleasure. For that is the ultimate goal. And one of the signs of the hypocrites is that they are keen to please people even if it angers Allah. And that's something we have to avoid. So I wanted to run through a couple of things about seeking Allah's pleasure. Firstly, we should learn about Allah through His names and attributes is one of the best starting points and that way we are certain that all things are in his hands he controls everything whatever happens in your life my life whatever goes on out there it is Allah who controls everything it is he who brings low and raises high in ranks it is he who honours or humiliates and no one can withhold what he gives or takes from a person. And even if the entire world 
was to come together to try to benefit him. They are not able to do that. They have no power to take or give from Allah. It is Allah who controls everything and everyone. He is the one who causes death and he is the giver of life. So going back to what I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, what is it like to live as a Muslim in this day and age? I would say it can only become difficult for you if you make it difficult for yourself. If you allow your environment to define you, the way you dress, the way you portray yourself out there in public, if you change certain things about yourself or the beliefs of what we've been taught through the Quran and Sunnah, you're simply removing the true message of Islam from your life. You can't cherry pick certain things from Islam that work for you and don't work for you. Islam is perfect in itself. You don't need to change anything about it. The Quran itself, which is the word of Allah, has never been amended, has never been changed. And I think the environment is a very important factor as a Muslim. Me growing up in an environment that was Muslim majority, it definitely helped me to find myself, keep that identity and bring that further into my life as an adult because I had that grounding when I was young. But unfortunately in the US, for instance, you're not going to have a Muslim majority environment and unfortunately our children suffer. Why do they suffer? It starts in the home. That is where the hub of Islam needs to be preserved. And if it isn't preserved in the home, then the children are impacted by this. And this is a huge issue in today's society. Living life as a Muslim in the US is very difficult in certain places, especially if you don't have a link to a Muslim community, whether that's through a mosque or a society close by to you. If there is no link, then it is going to be very difficult for you. So networking with other Muslim organizations is very important. If you don't have much where you live, you have to seek that community and find that link because that link is very important for you and your family. And attaching yourself to the mosque, that is also important. If there is detachment, if there is only a certain day that you go to the masjid, the rest of the days you just feel empty. You feel isolated. And the youth of today are feeling that, especially where I live. And they're going through a, a lot of problems, a lot of stress, and the isolation is definitely not helping. Think about it, how can a person identify with their religion as a Muslim if they aren't living it day to day, if they aren't experiencing it through their prayer? How else do they have that connection with Allah? And 
when they spend most of their time doing things that are distracting them from the religion itself, the practices, the teachings, then they slowly drift away from the deen. They drift away from the beliefs and they either go into this mindset of I can do it on my own or a self-punishing mindset of why is my life like this? Nobody is here to help me. I'm on my own. And that's when depression kicks in. And who takes advantage of that person in that given moment? Our sworn enemy, Shaitan. He loves that we feel down. He loves that we have that vulnerability about us. Where we feel that everyone has let us down. And he steps in and he's like, hey, I can help you out. Just turn to this. Turn to something that is completely out of whack and nothing to do with Islam. In fact, it's going to actually do more harm than good. But he doesn't care. He's only going to present you with choices that weren't there before. He's going to give you another purpose. And that's where mistake starts to happen. That's where people commit sins. And it gets so bad to a point where most of the time, they don't even know the difference between what is a sin or what is a good deed. They go into this vicious circle, unfortunately, and it becomes an addiction. You become addicted to committing sin and you don't even know you're doing it. You start to lose that guidance if there was any about what is right and what is wrong. And if you're not equipped with that information, that knowledge, then you're in a far more situation than a person who had some knowledge of what is right and what is wrong. You're in a far more vulnerable state. And that is where shaitan will take full advantage of that person. Just think about this for a second. Alright, I want you to imagine a person who starts a new job and he already has this mindset of how he is going to approach every element of that job. He's going to get fully trained and master every set of skill that is required of that job. Just hold on to that thought. You'll know where I'm going with this. Now, the other aspect of it is when someone has fully mastered a skill, they will find every possible way to ensure that they achieve their goals. Remember, they're a master at what they do. And this is Shaitan. He's a master at what he does. This is the only thing that he wants to do is mislead people. He's trying to prove to Allah that we are ungrateful. That's his only role. Him and his minions. And they will go out to a person, whether they are in isolation, whether they are vulnerable, whether they feel like they have no purpose. And he will plant a seed in their minds. He will lead them to total destruction. And unless that person doesn't get help, unless that person doesn't reach out, he will be destroyed further. He will become ungrateful for the blessings that Allah provides. And sometimes, and it happens, 
he'll start to disbelieve. Listen to this from Ayah 17, Surah Al-A'raf. I will approach them from their front, their back, their right, their left, and then you will find most of them ungrateful. This is what Shaitan told Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah is explaining to us how many different directions that Shaitan is going to use his strategies to attack us. So we need to know how to defend ourselves from our sworn enemy. If he even thinks of attacking, we need to be well equipped. We need to find ways to protect ourselves from Shaitan. And one of the best ways is through prayer. When we keep up with our five daily prayers, and just think about it, why they are at certain times of the day. Because you know that you're not perfect. You know you may commit a certain sin, sometimes directly, indirectly, knowingly, unknowingly. There are so many things that could cause you to commit that sin. But in the end, it was down to you. You decided to commit that sin. And then you got to take a step back and approach that particular thing in a different manner. Like what could you have done differently to avoid that sin? Learn from the mistake instead of doing it over and over again. And that is what primarily it means to living life as a Muslim in this era, in this day and age. So much so that we are told that it will be as if we are holding hot coal. How long can you hold hot coal for in your hand? So practicing your deen, your religion, you think it's difficult now? It's going to get even more difficult for you. So it is best to protect yourself. Think of the prayer as a shield and think of all the other things that you do as your sword. And when the shaitan tries to approach you from all these different directions, he's going to take one good look at you and be very afraid to approach you. And you've got to ask yourself, what are you prepared to do to change one thing? If it's one thing that's causing you to commit a certain sin, what are you going to commit to in order to change your life for the better? In order for you to turn to Allah more often and remember Allah. Pray often, not miss your prayers. Try to be consistent with your prayers. Set up your schedule during the day where you're not missing your prayers. And remembering that prayer is the shield against evil deeds and bad habits. Allah Almighty says in the Noble Quran, Verily, prayer restrains oneself from shameful and unjust deeds. Chapter 29 verse number 45 and when we pray, we are invoking Allah. We are talking to Allah. And that is a beautiful way to connect to Him and invocate with the things that we are wanting from this life and of course the hereafter. It is a spiritual connection and it gives the soul peace and pleasure. Successful indeed are the believers who are humble in prayers. That is a verse from chapter 23, verse number 1 and 2. It is a way to strengthen your heart and faith in Allah. It saves you from the hellfire 
and is a source of comfort in your life. And when we offer the prayers, we also ask from Allah to be forgiven for the sins that we have committed. It is also a great way to get rid of laziness. It gives you structure in your life throughout your day. And it brings on the blessings and mercy of Allah. Salah also keeps you away from harmful things and of course keeps you away from shaitan. The Prophet ﷺ said, The key to paradise is prayer. The key to prayer is wudu, which is ablution, and that is Musnad Ahmad. And we must realize that Salah is an obligation to each and every one of us as a Muslim. And we have to fulfill this obligation because this is one of the first things we will be asked about when we leave this world. So as long as you have that right, your prayers are good, then Alhamdulillah, everything after that will be good. Insha'Allah. So this is a reminder to myself and others that no matter what environment you are in, you can make your environment good. It is down to you. It is down to your decisions. Don't blame your environment. Don't blame your past, your childhood, the trauma. Don't let that define who you are today. Change your life today and turn to Allah. It doesn't matter how bad you think you are as a human being. When you turn to Allah, He provides you with that mercy. He doesn't look at where you are right now. He looks at your efforts. He looks at what you're doing to go towards Him. And when you walk towards Him, He runs towards you. When you ask from Him, He responds to you. This is Allah. He is near to each and every one of us. All we have to do is that simple action today and turn to Him. So living life as a Muslim today, it doesn't have to be difficult. We shouldn't make it difficult for ourselves. Islam is easy. Don't be excessive. Have a balance. Live your life. Be peaceful. Treat others well. Give to charity often. But don't forget that you're going to be leaving one day. So all the things that you do in your life, you're going to be accountable for those things. So let's make it a good life, inshallah. Let's do all the good things. Think of it as updating your resume. You know like when you go for a job and you sit in front of that person who's interviewing you and you want to shine. You want to feel like you're the best person for this job. But this isn't a job that we're talking about. This is Jannah. We want to feel worthy for our place in Jannah. And when our accounts are opened in front of us, we want to smile. We don't want to feel unhappy. We don't want to feel unsure about where we are going to end up. We want to please Allah. We don't want to disappoint Him. We want to have some certainty and that's where our good deeds come in. The more we increase in our good deeds, the more we are planting that seed of certainty that we are worthy of Jannah. This is what we were created for. We weren't created to live a life in this world. We were created to worship Allah alone. And all the hardships that come with it 
and all the pleasures and all the materialistic things that we look to gain, it's not about that. It's about the life we live. It's about what we do in this life and how we are going to be rewarded by Allah in the next. We want Jannah and living life as a Muslim today, we can achieve that. It is achievable. We have to be optimistic. We have to be positive. We have to see Allah in a good light. It's not just about punishment. Hellfire is a deterrent. Think of it as that. Allah does not want to punish us. As long as we remain on a good path, as long as we remain as good Muslims, and when we leave this world, we are reminding ourselves and others about our destination. This isn't just our destination. This is where other people are going to go as well. We are all going to leave this world eventually. So while we are alive, let's remind each other about the good that we want to achieve, the pleasure of Allah. Good things will happen, inshallah. Stay tuned for more of my unscripted podcasts on living life as a Muslim. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.